Welcome to The Rural Rockstar, a podcast dedicated to empowering rural women with the tools and inspiration to transform their lives and businesses from the inside out. I share my journey of Survive to Thrive in life and business, and I show what it takes to be an entrepreneur. I also interview other rockstar women from around the world to inspire you to do it too. My mission is to empower the next generation of rural changemakers to show up and be the leaders we need. I'm Katrina, your rockstar host. Let's rock. Hello and welcome back to Rural Rockstars. I'm your host, Katrina Myers. So today I thought I'd share with you where to start when you realize that your well-being might not be as great as you'd like it to be or how to get started on the well-being journey. I think many of us have no idea about all the things that we can do to look after our minds, to build our self-confidence, to build our self-compassion and to work on our mental health and well-being. I think there's, you know, we just we don't get taught this stuff at school. We don't talk about it very much. It's almost still a bit taboo. I mean, I think it's getting a lot better and it's a lot more widely talked about. But I think, you know, there's, there's still quite a lot of stigma around well-being, self-care, self-love, all that sort of stuff. And so really it's very hard to know where to start and what to do, what you should be doing, what you could be doing. So today I thought I'd share with you, I've actually got a, a guide to where to get started. So I thought I'd just share that with you and talk a little bit more to that as a sort of a bit of a starting point for you for how you can go about starting on a wellbeing journey. Now, wellbeing journeys are very personal things. It's very much... Uh, an individual journey, I guess, and, you, and it's about figuring out what works for you. However, there are some guideposts, I guess, and I can give you a bit of a roadmap for some things that you could start looking into and trying for yourself to see if they work for you. So these are the things that really got me sort of started and heading in the right direction that I've built on over the years that really form the foundations of my well-being. So The first thing that really changed things for me was learning to meditate. So I had heard about meditation for a while and, you know, I had friends say to me, oh, you should try meditating because I probably had a lot of anxiety, sort of like high-functioning anxiety, but um, and I was very busy, very rushed, very chaotic um, and felt sort of, you know, quite out of control. And I guess this didn't really start to happen until after I'd had kids, to be honest, or at least that I became aware of it was, you know, I guess that's when you're stretched, when you've got kids and, you, and your limits are pushed and everything. You know, we'd taken over a farm business and we had the kids and we'd get to three kids and, you know, that's when you really get pushed. And so things were pretty crazy. So friends had, you know, said to me, oh, maybe you should try meditating or, you know, and so I'd known about meditating but I'd never really tried it myself. And actually, to be honest, in the early days I was like, Pfft. As if, as if I can find five minutes to sit down and meditate, like that is just not going to happen. You know, that's how crazy and busy my mind and my day was where I thought that I couldn't even have five minutes to sit still. So anyway, I think it's one of those things that after a certain amount of time and after hearing it enough, I was like, all right, well, I'll give it a go. And I, and I think also I got to that turning point where I really did want to work on my mental health and I was sort of at that point where I was like, well, I need to do something and I've got to, I've got to take control of this. I've got to take responsibility for this because I can't just leave it up to the chances that my mental health is going to be okay. So I decided to start meditating. And I thought, righto, well, I will just start with five minutes. I'm sure that if I can, you know, I can do that. I'll, so I'll get up five minutes earlier every day and do the meditating then. And so that's what I did. And I started to build it in just like that, just five minutes every morning. 
And I didn't do it every morning to start with. It was start, stop, and then I'd, you know, I'd do it for a bit and then I'd stop and, um, and I'd have a couple of days in a row. And then, you know, so it didn't start like, oh, yes, every morning I'm meditating and I'm completely committed. It wasn't like that. But I just started to get the feel for it. And then I tried a couple of different things. Like I did the Deepak Chopra meditations and I did Smiling Mind. And um, Smiling Mind was really good at the beginning, actually, for the guided one to get me into it. I highly recommend starting with that one. It's a really simple approach. Loved that. And then, yeah, I just got right into it eventually and ended up um, really wanting to sort of deepen my meditation practice and ended up doing a, a Vedic meditation course, which is you end up learning a mantra. You get given a mantra and you meditate twice a day for 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon. And so now I'm really committed to that practice and I do it every single day. Uh, I've never missed a full day. Sometimes I miss the afternoon one, but I've in five years I've meditated every day at least once. So it's been amazing. And I really attribute the learning to meditate with being the kind of foundations for everything else because part of what you'll realize on a well-being journey is being able to understand and work with your inner critic and your inner thoughts and to kind of control those inner thoughts and those inner voices and to learn how to redirect them so that they, they stop being so negative about you and so destructive. But the tricky part is that unless you're aware of your thoughts, you can't really learn to control them and to, you know, um, influence them in a more positive way. So what meditation does is it's like the key. It, it enables you to become more aware of your thoughts. And so because when you're in that meditation practice, you're starting to become aware of your thoughts and you're just letting them come and go. So that's like then you sort of start to become aware of what your thoughts are and then you can pick them up easier when they arise so instead of being caught in a spiral in the hamster wheel for, you know, weeks, months, whatever it is, in a negative thought pattern, you can become aware of those thoughts much more quickly in day-to-day. You become more in the moment, which is really important, and you stop getting lost in the past or the future. So that's why I always say that meditation is so important when you're getting started because it just it really does help you to become so much more aware of your thoughts. So meditation, I would start with. The second thing is just to really look at the basics. You know, um, my awesome friend Meg Durham uh, came up with the battery analogy, which I love, which is, um, so have you had enough sleep? So to have a full battery, you need to think about these factors. Have you had enough sleep? Have you been eating good nutritious food? Have you had enough rest? Have you done exercise and have you had meaningful connection? So that's the five parts that make up your battery. Now, those just sound like really quite fundamental things, don't they? But if I said to you, in the last 24 hours, have you had enough sleep? Like, you know, seven to nine hours. Have you eaten something nutritious? Have you done any movement or exercise? Have you had meaningful connection where you've sort of phoned up a friend and had a good chat with them or, you know, had a lovely conversation with your husband or your kids? And have you had some downtime where you just sit, switch off and don't do anything, even if it's just five minutes? In the last five, 24 hours, how many of those things can you answer yes to? And then you think, well, in the last month, how many of those things have I, have I answered yes to? In the last year, how many of those things can I answer yes to? And so this gives you just a really good way of looking at the basics, the fundamental basics of where you're at, and it's like a really good check-in and an assessment. And, um, yeah, it just gives you that platform to sort of think, well, where am I at with my 
battery and how because you know the thing is that battery really if you don't have that fully charged then it makes everything else so much harder so if you can get the battery charged get those fundamentals right it just gives you so much better chance of being able to you know make better decisions um show up better in your life be better for the people around you have healthier relationships all those sorts of things so the battery is really you know fundamental foundational stuff the next thing that i would recommend is starting a morning routine so implementing a morning routine so now, this doesn't have to be, I mean, I get up now at five o'clock, but again, I didn't start with getting up at five o'clock. I started with getting up at five minutes earlier um, to do my meditation. But so you can just, you can start anywhere and start small, but it's really just that setting your alarm to get up a little bit earlier than the kids. Um, if, if you're breastfeeding and you've got a, a really tiny baby, this is pretty tough. So maybe don't try and implement it then <laughs> because, you know, you're often getting woken up by the children. But if you, you know, if you've got older kids and if you're single, I would suggest just setting your alarm to start with maybe 15 minutes earlier than what you normally would and just really trying to think about how you can set your day up for success. So implementing a morning routine just gives you that space just for you to focus on yourself and what, you know, things you might want to achieve during the day or just creating that space to just get clear in your own thoughts without the distractions of everything else. So, you know, Number one, do not jump on your phone and check Instagram and social media. Do not do that. So you want to be getting up. You know, so my morning routine looks like meditation first. Then I do, well, now I'm doing some hypnosis actually, but then I do a bit of journaling, some affirmations, visualization, exercise, and then have a smoothie. Now, usually by the time I'm having the smoothie, the kids are all up as well, but a smoothie is part of that morning routine for me. So you know, for you, it might just look like getting up 15 minutes earlier and spending five minutes doing a little bit of meditation, maybe doing a little bit of journaling, and then, you know, maybe maybe doing a little bit of reading or even just having your coffee in peace by yourself and just having that quiet time. Highly recommend trying to get some exercise done first thing in the morning. If you do your exercise first thing in the morning, it just gets it done, sets you up for the day, and is just so awesome. But that might take a little bit longer. If you haven't been doing any exercise, start with 10 minutes. Even start with five minutes or some, you know, some squats while you're making your coffee if you have to, just something small. Don't go and expect that you're going to start doing, you know, three 40-minute exercises per week. Just start small and really try to implement that into your morning routine. So, yeah, try and get a morning routine happening, even if it's just small and just start small with 15 minutes. Don't try and, you know, think you're going to get up at five o'clock. I mean, even when I started getting up at five o'clock, it was hard. Like again, it was, it was very similar to when I started meditation. It was really hard at the start and I would start, stop, I'd do the five o'clock start and then I'd fall off the bandwagon and then I'd start again. And now it's become that consistent habit. So I'm right, but don't, don't think that you need to go that extreme to start with because probably setting yourself up for more, more like to likely to fail if you go too extreme to start with. So start small, build up. Um, then I would also, the, the next thing I would recommend is starting to really focus on that, the way you talk to yourself. Now, as I said, you need the meditation piece or the meditation piece helps with this. So you can become more aware of your thoughts, but it's really about that recognizing the negative inner thought patterns that you have and then flipping them around so that you become the coach and not the critic. Now, I think everybody battles with negative self-talk. Like it's just a human thing. It's a brain thing that our brain does to us to try to keep us safe. So, you know, if you want to try something new or if you want to push yourself out of your comfort zone or even if you just, you know, sometimes it might be, you know, you're off, you're going off to a party and and you like, oh, don't wear that because it makes you look fat or don't wear that because, 
you know, oh, someone else will look better and don't wear that because, you know, you, you know, you can't pull that off or whatever it is. It's those negative voices that pop into our head and bring us down and tell us we're not good enough. So what we need to be doing is really starting to tune into these negative thoughts and then not just kind of dismissing them, but actually flipping them and being aware of them and saying, thanks for those thoughts, but I'm going to choose something else instead. Like really consciously saying, thank you for those thoughts, but I choose something else instead. I learned that little tool from Gabby Bernstein and it really worked well for me in the early days. So really just, oh, well, you notice the thought, say thank you for that thought, but I'm going to choose something else instead. Another thing you can do is really just try to talk to yourself like you would your best friend. So if it's a big decision that you've got coming up and you're saying to yourself, oh, look, I just, I'm just not good enough for this, got imposter syndrome kicking in, self-doubt, I'll do a whole range of episodes on these things, do not worry. But just, you know, very quick little tip is, you know, write it down or and then think about, well, what would you say to your best mate if they were going for that job or if they were trying to do this or, you know, if, if it was them in this situation, what would you say to them and then say that to yourself? That's a really good one. And again, I will talk heaps more in coming episodes about self-doubt, imposter syndrome and how to how to push through those things. Another thing you can work on is implementing boundaries. Um, so thinking about like do you know what you need at the moment? Like are you giving all of yourself to everyone else and nothing for yourself? Now this can show up in relationships or maybe it's in community work that you're doing, volunteer work that you're doing. Maybe it's that you're doing everything for the kids and not enough time for you. Um, boundaries, it's, it's, it's so important to sort of first of all understand what you need and then be able to ask for it and implement those boundaries around it. So it, it can be so hard, especially in relationships. Um, so I often, I give the example of like with, with Tim, I even had to sit down with him. It was a year or so ago now, like after we'd had our fourth baby. And I'd realized that really I was doing like 90% of the domestic duties. And Tim's always been really good, like, and he's excellent at helping out and all that kind of stuff. But it just kind of went that way, especially the more kids we had, that I would end up doing more of the domestic duties. And of course, this is quite a common thing because you're at home more, so you end up doing more and on it goes. And I actually had to say, look, I actually don't want to be doing all the domestic duties. I want to have time and space to be able to do the things that I want to do. And I can't do that if I'm doing all the domestic duties. So I know that's going to be hard because, you know, especially when you're on a farm because they're working so hard on the farm and they've got all these things that they need to do. And, you know, running the farm is a huge job. But it was just about putting that boundary in place of saying, and and also just having that conversation to say, well, this is what I need and how can we work on this? And it might also be for you, it might be just saying, well, you know, self-care is important to me. I need to allow myself time to have that self-care and I need to implement some boundaries around, you know, how what the kids can expect of me or what my friends can expect of me or am I giving too much time to my friends and not enough time to my family and all those sorts of things. So thinking about what it is that you need, what brings you joy and what you love doing and then where you're giving up too much of yourself and things that you're kind of being drawn into doing, even though you don't really want to be doing them. So it's sort of like that taking back your power and saying, well, this is what I want to do, this is what I need to do, this is what brings me joy, and this is my boundaries around how I'm going to protect my space to do that. Again, I could do, I'm could, i going to do a whole other episode on boundaries, but just another thing to start thinking about that you could be starting to implement some practices that will help with your well-being. Um, the next thing is to start learning, start exploring, now, this really helped me. I still, like, I mean, and just once you start learning and, and discovering what's available out there in the wellbeing space, it is a huge rabbit hole. And 
I spend so much time now learning and getting inspired and just, you know, trying to learn more and more about what I can do for myself, how I can support other people. It's just, I love it. Um, there will, I'll put them in the show notes, but a couple of ones that I love is, of course, the Brene Brown podcast, Unlocking Us. Crappy to Happy was also one that I loved, um, with Tiffany Hall and Cass, Tiff and Cass. Um, it was, it's great. I like binged it. Um, and it's really good. You'll, you'll love that if you're really wanting to kind of get it. This is very similar to all the stuff that I will talk about. Next Generation Wellness Podcast is my friend, um, it's my friendly only sister, Erin Barnes. She started that one and it's great for wellness stuff as well. Love it. Uh, and then like another podcast that I absolutely love is James Wedmore's Business by Design. Now, if you're into kind of business stuff, he is awesome and he's a very much like he talks about the woo-woo and the mindset stuff and love it. Like I just love his podcast and Marie Forleo's is also excellent. So they're just some ones to start with and once you start listening then you'll hear the people that they interview and then go down all those rabbit holes of all of them as well and, yeah, just love podcasts. And my last tip would be for getting started and to kind of, you know, where you can start to think about and focus on is who is your support crew and who do you have around you? Who are the people around you? So we become the five people that we spend the most time with. You you may have heard that before. A lot of people talk about this. And I can't remember who said that quote actually. But So think about who are you spending your time with and are they lifting you up, giving you energy, supporting you, driving you forward, empowering you, loving you and, you know, praising you? Or are they kind of energy suckers? Are they dragging you down? Are they, is it always all about them and never the other way around? And, you know, are they the sort of people that you aspire to be like? You know, like are the people that you're spending the most time with people that you actually admire and respect and love? So, this is, you know, it, this can actually be super crucial to your whole well-being because if you're spending all your time with people who are just really dragging you down, like it's going to have a really big impact on your mental health. And as much as we say, like, you know, we shouldn't let that sort of stuff affect us and you really want to get ideally to the point where it doesn't matter what anyone else's energy is doing, you're like you, you're still sitting in your own energy and that's protected. And and you will get to that point, but I think when you're starting out, other people's energy can be very infectious on you, and and it's our time is so precious. So we really want to be spending with with people who are good for us, lifting us up, supporting us, and driving us forward. So really thinking about who is it in your life um, that you're spending your most time with, and then who can you get around you that you know you can can become your support crew. Uh, so that you do have more people in your life that like, and think about the ones that really do do that for you and how you can, you know, carve out more time to spend with them. So obviously like, you know, Meg has been someone who's been so amazing for me over the last 12 months in being my support person. Like, you know, we've really just been able to support each other and drive each other forward and, you know, do these programs together. And it's just been amazing to have that relationship with her. So really thinking about who you can find in your life to help you move forward and support you on your wellbeing journey as well. So that's my little roadmap for things that you can kind of try to implement and some tools that you can start with. It's just a taster really and I will go into all of these topics more in depth in other episodes but it's just to get you thinking about some things that you could start with because it's just about getting started and, you know, testing the waters, trying something, seeing what works exploring and then running with it if it keeps working um you know if it doesn't try something new and just testing the waters and see what's out there i would love to hear 
what you think of these ideas and if you've got any um, other tools that you use and what helped you get started um, or, you know, what else you might like to hear from from me from these ones that you'd like to go more in depth on. I'm so thrilled to be bringing you this podcast. It's it's just a, an absolute joy to be sharing what I've learned. I love sharing things that I've learned that have helped me and just want to help and support you as much as I can on your journey as well. So thanks for listening and uh, look forward to the next episode. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya.